Good morning, truth. You know, a baby can steal your heart. The cuteness of their innocence. They're fumbling to take their first step and form their first words. Even the smell of a newborn seems to soothe our hearts. And as the baby grows up, the parents and its village help to shape and mold the character and personality of the baby as it grows through adolescence to adulthood. The baby Jesus was a bit different. I'm sure Mary and Joseph basked in the smell of the infant, even experienced the joy of him taking his first step and uttering his first words. But as he grew, Joseph taught him carpentry and Mary being a godly mother and a good mother, she steered him concerning all the things that mothers tend to do. However, this baby was born with a molded character. This baby was born with a shaped personality. This baby was born knowing his God-ordained assignment. And before he could even verbally express his excitement, just his presence would begin fulfilling that assignment. If you turn with me to Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35, the scripture reads, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. This was the first time Jesus' assignment was made prevalent. His assignment to introduce mankind to salvation. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The word of God tells us that the wages of sin is death, with death being eternal separation from God. But this baby that we celebrate in this joyous season came to walk the earth as a living example 
of righteousness, even shift atmospheres, change hearts and minds while providing revelation and access to the kingdom of God. Now I'm sure Mary and Joseph knew just by the way that this baby was conceived and that it was brought into her womb by the Holy Spirit. How truly special and divine this child that they were elected to parent truly was. We also know this baby, this child's responses to things and ways of doing things didn't quite fall in line with the norm of other children. If any of the parents out there have ever had the scare of losing their child for even just a moment, you know that in that moment, the fear, the heartache, and the horrificness of not knowing where your child is goes deep. But then you find the child under the clothes rack in the department store or see that they have wandered off into the toy section. Well, Mary also had a scare. Turn with me to Luke chapter 2, and I want to read to you verses 41 through 49. The scripture reads, Every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while the parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him amongst their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts sitting amongst the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why? Were you searching for me? Jesus asked. Did you not know I had to be in my father's house? How many of us would have thought our child would have wandered off and made themselves comfortable in church at the feet of the ministers? I'm guessing not one of us. And I'm sure Mary and Joseph did me either. Because the scripture closes saying that in response to Jesus' question, did you not know that I had to be in my father's house? That they didn't understand what he was saying to them. This baby knew his assignment. He knew it was a difficult one. He knew he would have to face ridicule. He knew Satan would be coming for him. He knew even the physical pain he would have to endure. And with all that he knew, he didn't rebel. He sought to prepare himself for what was to come so that he could fulfill his assignment with honor and in a manner that would not only give God glory, 
but extend a lifeguard that could save generations from their sins if they would just follow his example and his teachings. We were all born with an assignment. Now Jesus, because he was God manifested in flesh, knew his assignment and the depth of that assignment. You and I come to know our assignment through our maturing in the word of God and through developing a sincere relationship with God that rests on our faith in who he is as the Alpha and the Omega, as the one who is the beginning and the end. As we get caught up in the festivities of the celebration of Christmas, I ask that you pause for just one moment and answer two questions for me. To what extent are you willing to go to know and fulfill your God-ordained assignment? And how are you preparing yourself to be able to fulfill that assignment in a way that gives God glory? Your life is a gift. It is the greatest gift you will ever receive. There is no other gift that can compare. However, to properly care for and maintain your gift, it will require that you offer it up to God in the name of Jesus the Christ. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable. We're living in a day and time where being politically correct is popular. Can we turn that around again? We're living in a day and time where everybody's saying the name God, but nobody wants to say the name Jesus. We don't want to offend the Muslims. We don't want to offend the Jews. We don't want to offend the Arabs. And so therefore we crucify him of flesh. But I want you to know that there will come a time when every Muslim, when every Buddhist, when every Jew, will have to get down on their knees and have to confess that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. So I want every blood-washed believer to not wait until then. And if you've ever gone through something, you know right here Tell us. that there's something about the name. Something, y'all. Something about the name Jesus. Something about the name. Something about the name Jesus. It's the sweetest name. It is the sweetest name Sweetest name I know I know And I love that name Oh, how I love the name Jesus Oh, how I love the name Jesus It's the sweetest name It is the sweetest name Just take a minute and explain to him what you're really trying to say 
what you really trying to say. Some people, some people say I'm crazy, but I can't explain. I can't explain the power, the power that I feel when you call his name. When I call your name, that fire, that fire said it's just like fire. Where's it at? Where's it at? When the Holy Ghost gets to moving, said he won't leave me alone. And and it's all the the Holy Ghost. Everybody, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. something about the name Jesus. Something about the name. Something about the name Jesus is the sweetest name. Yeah. Wave at me if you love that name. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. Oh, how I love the name Jesus. It's the sweetest name, yeah. It is the how sweet it is. How sweet it is. I want you to tell Detroit for a minute. How sweet it is. Sweeter than honey. Said it's sweeter than honey. From the honeycomb. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When the Holy Ghost gets to moving, just won't leave you alone. <laughs> Said he won't leave me alone. Oh no. Now tell every Muslim member to at the name of at Jesus. At the name of Jesus. What's going to happen to me? Every knee has got to bow. Well, tell them to wait. You don't have to wait till the fire comes. What can they do? You can clap your hands. Right now. Praise right him now. Ah. Oh yeah. Detroit, let me yeah, hear yeah, yeah. Something about that thing. Something about the name Jesus. It's the sweetest name.
listen, listen, listen. Last night, me and my wife were up to midnight with our three-year-old. Had to take him to emergency room because he had walking pneumonia. And see, you know, you take health for granted until it's your health. Just like we take food for granted until we run out of food. Up. Just like we take our spouses for granted until we're walking by the casket and all we can do is wish that we could do things different. Just like children take their parents for granted. But I want to let you know, even when we take God for granted, what's so amazing about God is Paul says he does not treat us as our sins deserve. So that means that even in my imperfections, God is still perfect with his grace and his mercy. That's why I don't want people getting comfortable with praising the Lord just when the Lord gives them something. See, you gotta learn how to praise him because of who he is. Because see, when you praise him for who he is, you don't have to wait till the trouble comes to learn how to praise him. I want every blood-washed believer that has fallen in love with Jesus. I'm not talking about you've had an affair with Jesus, but I'm talking about you love him, you love him, you love him, not because of what he's done, but because of who he is. Yes, sir. Everybody, we're gonna sing this chorus together. And even if you can't sing, even if you don't know the words, you can give God an O. And that O can mean to you whatever that O needs to mean to you. Can we sing it right there? Can we sing that chorus right there? Everybody, every man, every woman, open up your spirit and tell me. Shoot. 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 Shoot.